Hey, before you start today's episode, I just wanted to jump on in and tell you about something so very exciting. I am holding my first ever summit. The Rise Above Summit is going to be on the 20th and the 21st of March and the tickets to it are free. All you have to do is register at theriseabovesummit.com. Now, I have pulled together the most phenomenal lineup for you. Honestly, it's like a who's who of the online world. So if you have an online business that you want to grow, so you're either a course creator, a membership owner, or a coach and do offer group programs, then this is definitely the summit for you. You are going to learn everything you need to know from the best experts out there in terms of growing that business. Let me just give you a little rundown of some of the speakers that we've got speaking. We've got the amazing Amy Porterfield, who's going to be sharing with us about growing her audience and basically creating a million dollar online business. We've got the phenomenal Michael Hyatt, who is a New York Times bestselling author, who's going to be talking to us about getting organized in our business. We've got Mike from the Membership Guys, who's going to be talking about using free content to sell your online membership. We've got Lucy Street from Adobe Express sharing the secret source of social media. We've got Graham Cochran, who's talking about a million dollar life giving business formula. And I do an amazing interview with him. We have Adrian Salisbury talking about three keys to maximizing your own camera presence. We have Kirsten Miller, Mary Hyatt, Joy Ann Boyce. Uh, we have Fifi Mason, Robin Kennedy. We have Kylie Lang, Melanie Moore, Jen Lena, Natalie Bullen, Liz Mosley. Like the list goes on and on and on. We honestly have the most phenomenal people. We also have various different activities that you can take part in that go from meditation to tapping to doing marketing in 10 minutes. So we've got lots of fun things and there's also competitions to get amazing swag. So go and check out theriseabovesummit.com. It will be linked in the show notes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Go and find it in my social media. Get your free ticket. And after you get your free ticket, you will be given the opportunity to upgrade to our VIP pass. And our VIP pass means that you can watch any of these sessions whenever you want. Because the one thing about putting on such an amazing summit with such a big and amazing lineup is that we can't fit them all in two days. And in order to fit them in, we're doing tracks. So you will get to pick between three different speakers of which one to watch live. And unless you've got the VIP passed, you won't be able to watch the speakers that you've missed. So do check that out as well. It's honestly going to be amazing. I am so very excited about it and I can't wait to see you there. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast, episode 155. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast and I'm your host, Teresa Heath-Waring. If you're a marketer, business owner or entrepreneur that is frustrated and overwhelmed with all the constant changes in digital marketing and social media, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each week, I share with you easy, insightful and actionable steps that you can use to grow your business. So let's get started. 
Hello and a very warm welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. How are you doing? Oh, it's not this week's episode. I keep saying that all the time. I keep saying this week's episode. It's the second episode of the week. It's the Thursday episode. You're probably thinking, is it a Monday again? No, we're on Thursday. It's nearly the weekend. Okay, so this week's episode, I have the very lovely Laura Moore and Laura Davis, otherwise known as the Lauras. Hello, ladies, and welcome. Hello. Oh, that was very well synchronized. Thank you very much. That was excellent. Are uh, we going to have this the whole way through? That like every every time I ask a question, I want you both answering at the same time. So I'm really excited to have you ladies on today because I have worked with you and your business is pretty amazing and you are pretty amazing at what you do. And I often talk to you, I've gone on a complete side already, but I often talk to you about the fact of there's two of you and I always wonder about the two person perspective in terms of I feel like because there's two of you you're so much more organized you're so much more productive you're more motivated their faces are not saying they agree Um, (laughs) but I I honestly genuinely do think that's the case so what you guys have achieved in the short space you have is immense so let me zip it up and one of you both of you however you want to do it tell us how you got to do the thing that you do today um so we um have a business called The Hub for Social Media Managers, which we set up as we were both freelance social media managers and ads managers. Um, and we noticed that there was a gap in the market, really. We wanted somewhere where we could go to get support and um, just for people to understand what it's like to be a freelance social media manager. So we decided to fill that gap, really. So we created The Hub which um, we support people essentially to grow their business. So we don't teach people how to become a social media manager, but we will support them once they are one to grow their business through our membership and through our Facebook ads, courses, etc. cetera. Mm. Um, yeah. So for me, what was interesting, two things. First off, you doing learning about a job and doing it are two entirely highly different things like I did a marketing degree I can tell you that first day I walked into my first marketing job and they said do you want to fax that thing and do you want to do some franking I was like sorry where's the strategy I'm putting together uh where's this 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 like it's so different so I think to to realize that even if you've done that learning to become a social media manager or a freelancer it's going to be very different in practice and then secondly the thing I want to pick up and ask you was when you started the hub, which was a Facebook group initially, wasn't it? Just a Facebook group. Was it for the intention of we're going to take this business in this direction? Or was it just a support thing in the first instance? And then the business idea came later? It was a bit of both, wasn't it? To start with, we had a business idea, but it wasn't what it is now. Um, Hmm. It was, we were just going to have this, this standalone, our social media managers toolkit which was going to be a standalone product to help fill the gap. But then we realised that there was a lot more things that we could do to help people. Mm. So it kind of grew and snowballed from there, really. Yeah, the yeah, toolkit yeah. was a good way for us to, I suppose, to test the, the market, really, too. Because we felt that there was a gap. A lot of people would DM us just on our own kind of socials, saying, oh, where do you do this? Or how can I do this? Or I don't know how to get a client or blah, 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 blah. But we needed to know whether there was a mass need for the the ideas that we had. So the toolkit was a good way for us to kind of test the waters, really. Um, 
but yeah, it's grown very much based on the needs of the audience rather than our original grand plans. Yeah, they weren't yeah. that grand. And and also share with us how you both got to work together because, like, when I think of the 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 business couples that I know, they've grown up together, they've worked in the same industry for a long time together. So tell people the story, if you don't mind, like how you got to work as a as a pair. So we Laura stalked me on Instagram. <laughs> it was always so we, Laura Davis's dream to be Laura Moore's best friend. And... <laughs> we both um, we just met. We met online. We didn't. We didn't quite right. Um, we um, so obviously we were both doing well, and we'd both done similar courses. We both. I didn't actually. Laura Moore followed me on social. I actually didn't follow her. And yeah, we just started having conversations like in our in our DMs, you know, I think there's do you get asked this a lot? I get asked this a lot. And it, we both had similar ideas on how we could kind of fill that gap, really. So it just was very organic. Um, but yeah, no, we've Laura and I have only probably met each other in person like five times. And you know what? That blows my flipping mind. Like, you know. You know how like some people meet in the relationships and they're so meant to be together. It's like this is the business version of this because to to create a business together, having met through the way you met and then not like being in person next to each other. Like you don't even live near each other, do you? Mm. Like what's how many hours drive? Three or four hours away, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. So Brighton and Birmingham, they're not they're not near. door to each other so yeah I love that and I love the fact of you know I talked to my husband about you know should I have a partner should there be should there be two of us and he's like god no not two of you (laughs) no Um, but like the problem is now I'm so in my business that it's my business and and in reality no I can have lots of team members which is great and people who support me but but it's always just going to be me whereas actually what I love about this is is the fact that you know this didn't have to be a a kind of we grew up together and therefore you know but you'd had similar backgrounds as well hadn't you yeah similar yeah weird given that we also have the same name but we also both um before this when we kind of had a gap in our careers around kind of kids being young we both had um cake uh businesses and we both also used to teach cake decorating classes um both quite well at those things so it yeah, it's very, very strange. The only difference is between Laura and I is Laura likes Diet Coke and I like gin. And apart from that, most of everything we do. <laughs> you could be the same person. No, yeah. that's crazy good. Crazy good. Okay, so the idea... Now, you, obviously, as I've said, I've worked with you guys. I, I know what you do. And you do loads of amazing things. So I don't know how hard it was for you to pick one thing to talk about when you come on, uh, but tell us what that one thing is that you have done in the business that actually has really made a difference to you. It probably actually wasn't that difficult to pick this thing. Back in January, we decided that we would make a commitment that we thought we would fail at, um, where we were going to email our list once a week. And we decided we would do that on a Monday morning. We would always email our list. And that was like our New Year's resolution. And we were pretty convinced that we would fail at that by February. Um, and we didn't. And it made a big difference to us, didn't it? And Laura was quite anti this idea to start with. Because you don't really like email and marketing that much, do you? 
No, I I am someone who just deletes emails. Like I can't bear them. I, to be honest, I still can't bear them, but I will read ours. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, we did this this week. I you know I read it on our own email. I do actually read my own emails. Uh, that is brilliant. So because because Laura doesn't like emails, we were really um, like thoughtful about what our emails would be. And we didn't want to just email people saying, oh, we've done this thing or, oh, come and buy this thing from us. Mm. And so we decided that at the beginning of the year, these emails would be one thing we would email out to our list with an idea or a tip or a hack that they could put into their business. So it's like one small thing that they could implement on a Monday to help them throughout the rest of the week. And people really liked it. And it, it really worked well for us. We were getting good replies. Our open rates were really good. And we, because of that, we carried on going and we didn't end up failing at it. And mm. then in the summer, we thought, what if we pushed it a little bit more? And with some help from Robin Kennedy, we decided to email once a day. Um, so we now, Monday to Friday, email every day. We don't do it on weekends, mainly just because we would forget. Um, and we email every single day to our list. And that's had a massive impact. People love our emails now. Um, because we're really not strategic I would think we're, there is no strategy behind it as such but we're much more thoughtful about what we're putting in an email and we're giving people value they're really useful emails that people want to open we have people who accidentally unsubscribe then emailing us asking to get back on the list or they email us because they haven't had an email and it's because we haven't sent it yet and um, because they really want to read our emails so then when we do then sell something in an email they're quite open to it because they've had all of this free great value from us yeah that's awesome and I know there's gonna be people listening to that going once a week oh and then you said once a day and they're like what the hell because I have to say right that I remember speaking to Robin Kennedy years ago when I first met them and Kennedy at that point said he emailed his list once a day and I was like are you insane how the actual living how a do you do that and b do you not get people wanting to hate you massively because of it but I think I want to hear your like the process because the thing that scares me and the thing that will scare other people is I make such a big deal of writing that email right now I've always said I'm not a great writer and you do quite like writing Laura more don't you I do yeah yeah so but I think because I get your emails and it's weird. I want to say to people, just so you know, I don't ever feel like you email too much. So if if someone is sat there thinking, are these people crazy? Emailing every day, that is the most insane thing I've ever heard in my life. I, I am on the receiving end and it doesn't feel too much. And I do exactly what I think you want from it, which is I open it, I scan it. I see what that one thing is. And I'm like, damn it, I should have done that. And then... <laughs> And then I put it in my file of copy that a month later. No, I'm joking. I do not. <laughs> but like, but you do, you give me great ideas, I have to say, because it tends to be, because it is that kind of small kind of one hit thing. And it's not that your emails are necessarily very short always. Sometimes they're, you know, a good few paragraphs long. But like, I feel like I pour over creating an email, which is why once a week for me always felt really hard. So tell me the process or tell me. The thing is, when you're emailing once a week, you've got loads of things that you want to tell people and you don't want them to miss out on anything else that might be happening that week or that happened the previous week. And there's loads that you want to tell people. So 
it's really easy to spend loads of time writing that one email. When you're emailing every day, you're focused on one thing. And there's literally that one tip or one strategy or whatever it is that you want to tell people. So it could be as simple as a one paragraph email to tell them that thing, or it could be really, really long. But, but, but there's a really small focus in that email. You're not telling them about this product and that product and how it helps this person and that person. It's just one tiny little thing. And some of our emails, it's literally I'll message Laura, I don't know what to email about today. And she'll come up with a really quick idea and we, can, we get an amazing email out of it. And it's just yeah. like that split second idea. There's no long thought process about it. Some of them take longer than others, obviously. No, we don't particularly plan in in advance. It's not like we, which may not, may not surprise you to either, but we, <laughs> we don't sit here and go, right, for the next month, what are we going to email about every day? Now, obviously, we come up with ideas that maybe we have to think about, right, although we need to schedule up for later in the month. But Generally speaking, we're quite reactive to what's kind of happening, what people are talking about in the membership, what, you know, sometimes we can be a bit strategic about it. Obviously, if it's building up to something that we might be launching, we'll obviously bear that in mind. But Laura and I are very reactive people um, anyway. So I think that, you know, the amount of times we can have a conversation about something that might have happened and, and Laura will say, there's an email in that. And lo and behold, the next day, that's the email. So it, there, there's never this long planning process and, 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 and scheduling. They're often done quite on the cuff. And we do schedule some, don't we, Laura, when we're particularly busy. But, um, yeah, we're, we're quite reactive to it. And we don't, I, I say we, because Laura writes most of these, if not all of them, but um, we're, we, we just try to be as kind of quick about it and not overthink it. Because then yeah. if you overthink something, it's you miss the point that one little nugget really mm. yeah, yeah and and I have very much, we're very much us in it aren't we we're quite sometimes we're quite controversial yeah. and I know that we might annoy people with some of our emails or upset people but if we've got something to say we'll say it we yeah. won't only think about how we can you know maybe say it so that we don't because controversy gets our emails open and gets us replies and stuff so if we've yeah. got something to say that's our opinion we will share it and I think that's the other thing to, to note and for people to take away from this in particular is you are like we write emails every single freaking day loads of them in our businesses you know we are constantly in and out of emails having conversations and and it feels like that's what you're doing but to a much wider audience it feels like you are writing it as yourself you're not pouring over the copy you're not spending hours I mean I have to say your subject lines are always really good as well which is irritating <laughs> but they are really good so like but it doesn't feel like it's it's a long orchestrated the copywriter's been at it for hours trying to craft it perfectly it feels if you like our approach you know from your guys if, if people like who you are and what you do then they're absolutely going to like what you send in an email and like I said sometimes they might disagree sometimes they might think well actually I think you're wrong with that point but they know that you're not afraid to give that point because they see you and they hear you and and therefore when they sign up to your list it's just an extension of you and, and what you're doing but I think for me the one thing that people need to listen to when they when they hear this is the adding value point of view that your emails are not like hey, did you see what Laura Moore did yesterday with her hair? Or, you know, Laura Davis has got a degree in this, don't you know? Like, it's not about 
you as such your personality comes across lovely in it in terms of it's really honest and authentic but it's always trying to add something to their day from either an opinion or a thought or a strategy or a tool or a tip so that's what I love about that I think that is if someone I don't want people to think I'm going to email every day go here's my product here's my product here's my product so tell me then what happens when you do go into sales mode like and you flip those emails from value add to then doing a sale well because we email every day people are used to seeing our emails so first of all they open them if people have had our emails regularly and we're not for them they've already unsubscribed so Mm -hmm. they've gone we don't need to worry about those and when we are selling we always have an opt-out at the bottom so they're not unsubscribing from our list entirely but they can unsubscribe and choose not to hear any more about that particular promotion if it's not for them but our our, even our sales emails we try and add value and tips and ideas into them as much as we can Mm. Um, and quite often a sales email will just be a ps at the bottom of whatever it is we're talking about Mm. so and we we do have big sales campaigns don't get me wrong but they're, they're not all like that yeah yeah so there's two things I want to I want to kind of pick up on then to kind of round this off with the fact of the results then that you found. I know you alluded to some of the results already, but if you can just like clarify the results and then how you like, because I love the fact that Laura Davis didn't like emails. I love that. And what if someone listening to this is Laura Davis? What if like you're sat there going like, I hate emails. I don't respond to them. So no one else is going to respond to them. I don't like them. So other people aren't going to like them so that's really I love that but like how did it feel to then take that step and do that so I've asked you like two separate questions there so remind us of the results again when you upped it and went I'm going to do this so results wise we have seen far less unsubscribes we have our open rates are much higher and consistently higher like they, they don't really tend to drop even when we're selling they don't tend to drop too much and we don't set, tend to see loads of unsubscribes when we're selling either Sometimes they opt out of that particular campaign, but they don't unsubscribe at all. And definitely our sales have increased. I would say email is our, our biggest generator of sales now. Yeah, and without a doubt. That's and, and and for two people who come from a Facebook ads and social media background, obviously in our head when we started, we were like, well, we'll be fine. We'll just market it on social media, we'll market on ads, it will be fine. That's how we'll get our sales. But the reality is that that is not the case. And email is our biggest converter, without a doubt. Which is huge, 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 huge. And I think the fact of, like you said, it's all that adding value and it's all that that consistency of showing up. And therefore, like you said, when you get to the point of going, do you want to buy something? They can really quickly look at it and go, do I want to buy that? No, and I don't want to receive another email about it. Thanks very much. Or they can go, actually, yeah, this does this does help. So I, I think it's great. And I have to say, last week I sent two emails. <gasps> Scary. Obviously, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be quite a few weeks ago. So I might have upped my game a bit more from that. And I've already started writing today's email because I'm not going to be around tomorrow. So I've decided I'm going to send an email a day early and, and go, hey, I'm I'm mixing things up here. Like, watch <laughs> me. I'm like, go for it. So tell me how, um, how did it feel? Like, were you nervous? Were you... If someone sat there thinking... I really want to do this or I understand what you're saying this is a good strategy or I need to start emailing my list like what's how do they just get over the get on and do it thing I think the thing is we're all used to posting on our social every day 
And, mm. you know, we have to put a lot of thought into what photo we're going to put on Instagram with our amazing caption. What, hash- what hashtags are we going to use? Email is so much quicker and simpler. You don't have to worry about any of that. So first of all, it's way quicker. If you're worried about what to say, just think about like what has happened in your day. What, is, what amazing tip have you seen somewhere that you can share with your audience? You know, maybe one of your customers has given you um, a quick tip of how they've used your product, what have you, that you can share. There's so many things that you can tell somebody in an email that is useful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if you haven't done already and you are in the social media space, because these ladies very much deal in people who do social media, then do go and find uh, the Laura's and sign up to the emails. Because like I said, they're really useful. And I often sit there and I have to say, I hate admitting stuff like this. But like the other day, I literally was like, I need to write an email and I don't know what to write because this is what happens because I turn it into such a big thing on a Wednesday. I get to Wednesday, I'm like, <gasps> what am I going to say today? Like, instead of just thinking, because it feels like it has to be war and peace because I'm just writing one email. So I literally went into my inbox and searched your email address and was like, what are they talking about? What have <laughs> they said? Just as like inspiration. But I remember speaking to Robin Kennedy, and by the time this episode comes out, their other episode should have come out. But I remember speaking to them about the fact that often when they look at people's emails, they've actually got like five emails in one because they're trying to say so many things. And gone are the days, I think, well, not gone are the days, I'm going to take that back. We have moved on from only sending the newsletter type emails where it's like, here's my blog, click to go and read it. Here's a new product, click to go and read it. Here, or see it. Here's this. Whereas with a newsletter, you would have all those points. And now you've just taken all those points and gone. So today we're going to go, hey, we wrote a blog about this because it helps you with this. Boom, gone. Tomorrow we might go, you know, did we mention this thing and why it's good? The day after, here's the tip. The day after, here's the thing. So People amazing. have got far less time now, haven't they? So if you can make it quick for them, just to do one small thing every day rather than five big things on one day. You're just saving them time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you, ladies, so very much. So obviously we're going to hook up into the show notes all your stuff, but if they want to come and find you, where can they do that? Um, So you can find us via our website, which is uh, jointhehub.co.uk or our free Facebook group, which is the Social Media Manager Hub. Perfect, perfect. And honestly, I know lots of you listening are in the social media space. And if you don't know the Laura's, then you really do need to go and find them. They are killing it at what they do and the support they provide for social media managers. So please do check them out. Thank you so much for being on today, ladies. It's been a pleasure having you. Thank you. Okay, so that was today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I did. They are amazing, ladies. You really do need to go and check them out. Uh, and maybe just think about sending a couple more emails. Like, what would it hurt? So I will be back on Monday for another episode. Have a fabulous weekend and I will see you then. Thank you so much for listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, then please do go check out TeresaHeathWearing.com where you'll find more amazing content to help you grow your business.